eight tips to start out in Denver real estate investing. Today we're going to be talking about building wealth and passive income with rental properties in Denver and the best ways to go about doing that. Stay tuned. What's up guys, my name is Louis Gall. Thank you for tuning in to the channel where we drop weekly videos on buying, selling and investing in the Denver housing market. If you haven't done already, go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That just supports me and lets me know to keep on making this content and that you guys are digging what we're putting out. So a big question I get asked a lot is where to start with investing in real estate. Not buying a house for you to live in, but actually investing in rental properties and how to go about navigating that landscape. It can feel super overwhelming if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know where to start. So today we're gonna to break it down into your first eight tips, how to get started and play by play, how to get moving into an investment property. Step number one, make a plan, which seems pretty obvious, but that is definitely where you should start. Look at big picture. What do you actually want to invest in? There's a lot of different property types out there and they all come with their ups and downs. So you've got single family homes, you've got condos, townhomes, you've got multi-units like a quadplex or a duplex that you could buy. Now each type of property comes with their ups and downs and advantages and disadvantages. For instance, if you're buying a single family home to rent out, you're going to have to deal with all the stuff that comes with that. So anything that breaks is your responsibility, obviously to replace unless you've changed that in the lease. But big things like your sewer line. Uh, your HVAC system, stuff like that, you have to keep in mind that that's going to be a cost down the line. Now, you can usually charge a higher rent for that, but it's still going to be a factor to consider. Whereas with a townhome or a condo, an HOA might be covering a lot of those things. So keep that in mind, costs that you're going to have to put out in the long term. Number two, understanding the market. Now, you want to be looking at Denver as a whole and you want to be seeing where people like to hang out, where do people like to live? where the people work the most and look at those areas and those little pockets that the population is really being drawn to and that's the places that you may want to start investing in. Another factor would be property value. So are homes valued more here than there? Are they rising at a faster appreciation rate than another part of town? Have a look into that, which also coincides with rental rates. So where can you charge higher price per square foot for a rental rate? And let's look at those markets. Does it make sense to spend more to get a higher rental? or should we take that price down and charge it an average rental? So those are things to look at. All right, number three, dream team. You need a dream team to help you out. What do I mean by that? Well, there are four people that you should have to work with and you should get recommendations from people that have done this already or friends that you know or whoever, or look them up on different things like HomeAdvisor, Yelp, all that good stuff. But you want to be finding a real estate agent, a mortgage lender, a property manager, and a contractor. Those are the four people that you're probably going to need to move forward with any kind of investment property. So let's look at those four people. A real estate agent like myself can help you find the property, negotiate on your behalf, get that property down in price, get it for the best value and find the right markets that are going to be hitting for rentals. A mortgage lender is obviously going to be able to navigate through the financial side of this and help you get the best kind of loan that you need. There's a ton of different loans out there, especially for investment properties. So depending on where you are with your assets, with your cash flow and management, then you might be looking at a different kind of loan than just maybe a conventional loan. So a mortgage lender is a true asset in this equation. Property manager. Um, there's two schools of thought on this. 
A lot of people buy investment properties and then just take care of everything themselves. So they deal with the upkeep of the property, they deal with the contracts and the rental agreements um, and the phone calls from the renters and everything that goes with it. This is totally fine, like absolutely do this if you've got the time, the energy and the stress management for that. Now, if you're just doing one property, it, it's typically not too much of a big deal. But once you start to build a portfolio, maybe of two properties, four, 10, you need a property management company to just take care of all this. Now they might take 10% of the rental income, but really it's worth it. So it might be 10% that's not coming into your pocket every month, but it's time, which is our most valuable asset, stress and everything else that goes along with it. So property management, maybe not for the first property, but once you move on to two, three or build that up, definitely look into that. The last one is a contractor. So you want a good licensed local contractor who can take care of all the odd jobs and stuff like that around the house. Um, again, you might be great at this stuff, uh, which is fine. I'm not, so I can't change a light bulb. I'm a nightmare with this kind of stuff, as my wife would tell you. But especially if you're looking at a single family home, it'd be worthwhile finding a contractor just even so you can pick his brain or get him to send over people who can do different things around the house because things will come up. Don't ever think that this is going to be best case scenario. An investment property can be a money pit if you don't do this correctly. So hiring a good licensed local contractor can be really, really worthwhile. They'll pull permits for anything that needs done. A lot of times they'll have warranties on the work that they do as well. So definitely worth the investment to have a contractor come out and do some of the work on the house if it needs done. Number four, figuring out financing. Now we touched on this a little bit with the lender. There's a lot of different loans out there. There are conventional loans, portfolio loans, commercial loans, and a bunch of other loans that you've maybe never even heard of. So talk with a lender and get this all figured out. I deal with these things every day, but I am by no means an expert on this thing. So you wanna find an expert who works with investors already and knows the system and knows how to work it and get the most bang for your buck in these situations. So get your financing in check. Number five, know your numbers. This is huge. So knowing your numbers is all about your return on investment. And a lot of this is figuring out what is your cash flow gonna be on this property. So your cash flow is all the incoming from rent versus all the outgoing from expenses. Cash flow. Now I'm gonna break this down in depth in another video all about cap rates and how to calculate a positive cash flow. So definitely tune in for that one. But really to break it down in simple terms is it's gonna be your incoming rent versus your outgoings, which would be repairs, HOA fees, utility bills, and all that fun stuff that homeowners have to deal with. Number six, do not get emotional. So typically in real estate transactions, there's a lot of emotion going on because you're buying a home or selling a home that you've lived in for years, you raised your kids in, or you're buying a home which you've fallen in love with, you drove by in the street and that's where you want to raise your kids in or whatever it is, but there's a lot of emotion involved. Now with an investment property, you have to take that emotion out of it. It's all about numbers, it's black and white for you. You're an investor now, so you need to take out the emotion and think about it as a business. Refer to your numbers, to your spreadsheets, to your cap rates, all that stuff. It's all a mathematical equation and in math, there is no emotion. Number seven, different ways to submit an offer. Now, typically in residential real estate, we submit an offer as a buyer and we wait for the response and we kind of go from there. 
But like I said, if we're taking the emotion out of things now as an investor, you got to think about the bottom line. We know what number we want and we know what number makes sense because we've done all our research. So maybe we know we're going to completely renovate the place. We're going to gut the place out. So we don't really need a lot of inspection, maybe health and safety or structural items to check. But apart from that, we're not going to be taking a long list. So we can submit an offer saying we're going to limit it to health and safety or foundational issues on the inspection. Or if it's moving ready with furniture in there already, we can say we'll give you X amount for the property or we'll give you a little bit higher with it being fully furnished. That way they don't have to move everything out if they don't want to and we just keep it and now it's ready for a renter. There's limitless ways that we could offer incentives as an investor instead of a buyer who's going to move into the property. So get creative, think about what we could offer that would incentivize a seller to sell it to us instead. Number eight, and this could be the biggest one, talk to other investors. Find people in your community or people you know who have done this already and get the pros and cons and the do's and don'ts of investing. This is huge. Knowledge is power. So the more you know about this and the more you talk to people about this, the easier it's going to be for you to get into investing and building this wealth. I know it seems like a ton, but it's really kind of simple once you start to chip away and break it all down. So find other investors and talk to them about the process. Obviously you can reach out to myself as well or any real estate agent in your area and they'd be happy to talk to you about the process too. So there you have it. Hopefully with those eight things, you can start to get prepared for your life of investing. Investing can be a huge part of building wealth. So definitely check these things out, do your own research and find out how you can build wealth and set yourself and your family up for the future. As always, thank you so much for watching. I will see you next week with another video on tips for buyers, sellers, investors in the Denver market. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Bye.